Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and at life. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Travolute, and today we are excited to do a podcast episode around Rodney's new book called Why Your Kids Do What They Do responding to the driving forces behind your teen's behavior. It's going to be a hot, hot podcast as always. We are so glad you're with us. And I want you to know that for a limited time, we've got a gift for you. You can get a free copy of the study guide that goes with this book. All you need to do is purchase the book. You can do that at a major retailer or go to thewinningfamily.com or another option, text the word KIDS, K-I-D-S, to 1-833-213-89. Six seven. So over the next few episodes, we're going to unpack some of the insights and principles from this newly revised and expanded edition of the new book. And I'm sitting here with Rodney and Michelle Gage, the incredible family mentors from the winning family. We are excited to have you guys dive into this new book. Thank you, Thank Linda. Thank you, Linda. We well, we're excited. You. Yeah. Thank you so much for all you do and yeah. um, for being a part of our podcast. And uh, we make a good team so we're excited right. looking yes. forward to helping others develop a winning team in their homes and uh, relationships so let's do it yeah we're excited about this um, we've been in this series called why your kids do what they do just focusing as you stated or, around some of the subject matter on this new book and uh, we've been unpacking some of the um, you know things that that I think are really important for for parents specifically to just have a better deeper understanding when it comes to just un- really understanding the true I wouldn't say hidden but often unspoken needs mm-hmm. um, in the lives of their kids and what I mean by that is really more of these emotional needs mm-hmm. that um, are so important because we all know um, you know at the end of the day like any of us when uh, when we don't feel in many ways like we're getting needs met we're not maybe feeling uh, a sense of significance or purpose or we don't feel maybe uh, affirmed whether it's through love security whatever that is well all that does is it makes us feel what more insecure it 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 puts our puts ourselves in a negative um, mindset because now we're starting to think you know negative thoughts unhealthy thoughts and those lead to negative or unhealthy emotions and feelings which ultimately can end up in negative or even destructive, you know, um, decisions. And so we see it all the time among kids today who, you know, are doing all of these different things when it comes to different behaviors, uh, lifestyles, uh, decisions that they're making. And sometimes as an adult, a parent can sit back and say, why in the world would these kids do this stuff? You know, what's driving them? And we can blame it on culture. We can blame it on you know education we can blame it on you know fill in the blank we can blame it all on all these different things and it's not that they don't add fuel to the fire the problem is is that underneath it all i think we get i think we have a tendency to put the focus on the outward you know behavior and we fail to really understand what's going on on the inside and so the focus is on the outside. Those are the symptoms. But what's going on on the inside is really more of the root issue. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book really talks about. And we're talking about emotional needs. 
And when needs are met in healthy, productive, life-giving ways, then you're going to see the fruit from that in a healthy, positive, productive way. But when needs go neglected or they're unmet, um, ignored, then all of a sudden that over time can manifest itself in negative or even destructive behavior. And so what we want to do as parents is we want to do everything we can to not only understand what those needs are and better understand as to how we as parents can better go about meeting those needs, but also realize that during this season or stage or phase of life called adolescence, which we've all been through, you know, as adults, um, it's a very complex and challenging time. And so what we're going to talk about today is some of the ways that kids have a tendency to cover up or what I call mask, if you will, those unspoken needs in their lives. And so we're going to talk specifically about uh, uh, some specific needs, mask, that kids, maybe not intentionally, but sometimes unintentionally um, wear to cover up some of these emotional needs that can throw a parent off because of the behaviors that these masks are typically associated with. So we, we can right. dive into it. Let's do it. All right. So you want me to go? <laughs> red light. Red light. <laughs> okay. All right. So Can't the wait first to hear one, from you, the author. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is Penny the Perfectionist. Yes. So I'm sure we all maybe have seen, we have one or two kids who are just like, everything has to be perfect, you know, from the way they look mm -hmm. to the clothes they wear mm -hmm. to, you know, how particular they are about whatever, you know, they are like incessantly, you know, uh, particular and mm -hmm. their whole thing is everything's got to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, then they can't turn it in. If they can't, if it's not perfect, they can't wear it. If it's, if it's not perfect, you know, don't post it, you know, by all means, you know, social media, everything's got to be perfect. And so what happens a lot of times is that can be a mask that kids can, can wear to cover up something that's going on on the inside. And that usually is associated with maybe some needs in their life, for whatever reason, they feel maybe it's a need for acceptance, unconditional love, it could be a sense of appreciation. And if a kid is not experiencing that in a life-giving, healthy way, then they may, they may try to overcompensate by wearing this mask of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Because in their mind is, there, there's a certain standard that they have to live up to or measure up to in order to be loved, in order to find acceptance, in order to maybe feel appreciated by people, especially their peers or, or even as parents. And so a lot of kids are prone to maybe wear this mask because everything has to be just perfect. Mm -hmm. And that can be something that carries over into our adult years too, because again, it's the underlying needs that's driving and fueling that desire for, for, for perfection. So that's one mask. Another mask is what, um, and, and this is obviously a little easier to recognize, but I, I call this one, uh, this, this teenager, Explosive Emily. So it's kind of like that, that one who just kind of bottles things up and then all it takes is for something to trigger and then boom, man, they explode, you know, with anger, fits of rage, or they just have this outburst of emotion. Mm. And, 
you know, and sadly and unfortunately, that could be for a lot of different reasons. Right. You know, it could be a need that has been, you know, for whatever reason, for some period of time, they've been feeling this lack of comfort or respect or love or attention. And by acting out in this explosive way, finally, finally not only releases a lot of the emotion and the tension they've been carrying, but it's also another way for them to get the, finally get the attention mm -hmm. that they've been wanting or maybe feeling like they have not received. Mm -hmm. And so explosive Emily is usually one that uh, is easily easy to recognize. And then there's a third mask, and this is what I call directionless Doug. And poor guy, you know, he's just, uh, he's just, he's struggling. He's, he's trying to find his way. He, he lacks maybe that sense of purpose or direction. Um, he doesn't maybe feel encouraged because maybe things that he has attempted to do in the past hasn't worked out, doesn't feel like he's succeeded in anything, doesn't have any momentum in his life. And so therefore he's just kind of there and he's not maybe experiencing his full potential. And therefore, there's a sense of uh, maybe that lack of direction because he just needs that encouragement that he he has what it takes to reach his full potential. And then you have what's often referred to as confrontational Chris. So confrontational Chris never backs down from an argument. He is very confrontational, uh, wears his his emotions on his sleeve in the sense that uh, he's not going to back down from a fight, whether it's, you know, verbal accusation, an attack on him. But this person, unfortunately, sometimes is lacking that sense of feeling valued or maybe noticed. Maybe uh, they don't feel comforted or maybe that love or encouragement. And so they, again, can overcompensate because, you know, of what is missing in their life. And therefore there's an angst about them that is easily triggered and it can manifest itself in, in forms of confrontation. And then we have promiscuous Pete and this guy, um, you know, he is, and of course these can all, they're not all just, you know, gender focused here. This can be manifested through boys and girls. But it's this one who just is goes from relationship to relationship, from person to person, all because they're craving for that love, for that affection, for that attention. And sadly and unfortunately, this happens a lot among our kids. And, um, and it can create a lot of uh, disappointment and disillusionment because they're looking for love in all the wrong people in all the wrong places. And then number six is Jill the Joker. <laughs> and so this one obviously likes to be the center of attention through their humor, through getting the, you know, stimulating, you know, the crowd, the friends, the peer group that they're among and anything they can do to get a rise from the standpoint of basically getting attention. They like to be in that spotlight. They like the stroke of what that feels like maybe to get the attention or the sense of value or appreciation or respect that maybe they're not getting in a healthy life-giving way. And so they're, again, they're expressing that in other ways in order to get what's missing. And then the last one is the person I refer to as Sally Secluded. So this is that teen who just, for whatever reason, this one just isolates themselves. They're recluse. 
um, you know, they don't seem to be very uh, proactive when it comes to pursuing or even being comfortable around peers. Um, they're lacking close-knit friendships and relationships. And it can be because of a need that has not been neglected, whether it's through the lack of respect or security or feeling a sense of significance or a sense of purpose in their life. And then the last one is what I refer to as Frank the follower. And this one is just one who just goes with the flow, goes with the crowd, and really just finds themselves almost in a place of vulnerability because they really do not have a sense of purpose or direction at all, and therefore they just follow with, maybe it's the path of least resistance, or they just follow a group of people who are taking the lead, and they don't want to necessarily be the one responsible for maybe making the decision or doing the right thing. They just go with the flow. And that could be because of an unmet need of acceptance or attention or value when it comes to the people who they need to receive that from, which mm -hmm. could potentially, if most importantly, be a mom or a dad or both. Mm -hmm. And so all of these mask or behaviors, again, they can manifest, manifest themselves in ways that on the outside can bring, you know, um, fear or a sense of alarm to a parent, but we have to figure out ways to unmask the behavior and get into the heart of our son or our daughter to understand what it is that's causing them to behave in these kinds of ways. But again, they're covering them up with the mask that they wear. And that's why we call them or refer to them as unspoken needs. Because kids are not gonna sit down with us and say, mom and dad, uh, let me just bear my heart, my soul with you. I'm feeling this way. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're not gonna do that. We have to watch and observe, read those emotional gauges so that we can see through you know, consistent patterns of behavior that it might just be they're acting out in this way because there is something else there that needs to be attended to. Right. And we as parents are the ones who are responsible for understanding what that is and coming up with ways that we can make them feel loved, supported, secure, encouraged, whatever it is that they're needing. We want to help them understand that God and God alone is the one that we go to, but we as their parents want to come alongside and support them in ways that only we can as parents who have that voice in their life. So kids- It's very, very interesting, yeah. uh, you know, to think through deeply on all these things and not just the surface, because as a parent, you sometimes you treat the symptom or the perfectionism or the, the explosiveness or the different things that you just walk through. We wanna treat the symptom or the mask instead of looking deeper as to why they're behaving that way. And um, sometimes we can see it in other mm -hmm. people's kids more right. so than we can see it in our own because right. we're so emotionally loaded with what happens in the moment, like especially like an explosive mm -hmm. uh, situation. You know, you, you see that happen in your home and you want to 
fix it immediately, but the things that sometimes we try to fix are not the actual problem <laughs> or the need. We're not meeting the need that needs to be met. So it's, it's very interesting to think much deeper on this. Well, to put it in practical um, terms, I know that was kind of a list of different ways or attempts that, that kids can, you know, can use to maybe cover up some things. But just to give you a practical example, so you take a uh, you take a, a 14 year old girl who uh, and of course I'm not picking on girls it could be a 14 year old boy but you could take you know a boy or girl who maybe at school is being harassed or rejected mm-hmm. um, by a certain peer group that they want to be accepted by that they want to be you know, um, included and be a part of, but for whatever reason, through the drama, through whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like they have been rejected or shunned or bullied or ridiculed or something happens. Now, all of a sudden, not only are they feeling insecure because of the situation among their friends that they don't feel like they're fitting in with, now all of a sudden they don't wanna, they don't wanna face anybody. Mm-hmm. So they go home and now they're embarrassed that they don't know how to articulate what they're feeling. So the, the easiest, the path of least resistance, the safest place for them to go is to retreat into their room. Mm-hmm. And so they can hide from what's the reality of what's going on by just being secluded and basically just their room becomes their haven. It becomes their source of security, so to speak, where that's their safe, safe, safe haven that helps them avoid the pain of what it is they're having to deal mm-hmm. with when they're around their friends at school. Mm-hmm. And so that can, that's what can lead to, you know, that mass that over time, all of a sudden now you've got Sally secluded who is just hanging out alone by herself. That is now equating into countless hours that is not healthy. It's not productive. And so if a parent just says, oh, well, they're just going through a phase, that's just the typical teenager. Well, no, it may not just be a typical teenager. There may have been something going on. Mm-hmm. There may have been an isolated situation with a friend or a group of friends that suddenly began, began to serve as that down, downward spiral where they kind of go into a funk. Mm-hmm. They're, in, they're in this place of isolation and aloneness because they're terrified to go back to school and see those friends or maybe they're in the they're in the text thread of you know or social media thread of a lot of negativity that's being said rumors that are being shared that are untrue but they're being pointed back to that to that person mm-hmm. so this is the 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 world that kids are living in today because of social media it is it is vicious mm-hmm. kids are so mean-spirited mm-hmm. and man they will say things they'll call one another names put labels on one another i mean it is it is tough and so no wonder kids struggle so much with anxiety you know stress you know the mental illness side of it all the depression all of these things well we as parents we have to not only be aware but we've got to be intuitive enough to where we can see certain patterns and we can begin to address those situations and behaviors and open conversations so that we can understand 
not only what they're thinking, but ultimately how they feel about situations and how we can come alongside and give the added reinforcement and reassurance, give them the love, the support, give them the focused attention, helping them feel valued and supported no matter what it is that they're going through. So having a better understanding of the kind of mask that kids wear and can use to cover up, to mask certain types of behavior, I think is extremely important. And the more, we're, more we are aware of those things as parents, I think it just gives us a greater sense of discernment, insight, wisdom on how to address the specific needs and struggles that they're going through at that season in their life. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so those are some of the, some of the masks that we unpack um, in this book that uh, will hopefully answer some of the perplexing questions that parents maybe have been asking themselves about why their son or why their daughter maybe is acting out or mm -hmm. behaving in certain ways mm -hmm. that, you know, that maybe has caused them to be greatly concerned and rightfully so. Or maybe they've missed it and this, this kind of brings it to light right. for them, mm -hmm. you know, right. like, oh, you know, because what you're saying, uh, uh, coming out of the last three years that we've been in, the, the children are, you know, uh, isolated a lot of them and going through things that you don't realize maybe that you think they're just back in the room playing a video game or whatever with closed doors but they're actually going through some of these mm -hmm. things you know and there there are some needs that are not being met in their life and prayerfully this will help bring to light some things um, because we do have to be we have to know our kids you know like we've talked in the past mm -hmm. episodes and be very aware um, that's our greatest responsibility, especially when they're under our roof and really even when they leave. It's mm -hmm. important that we know our children and can sense their needs. And when they act a certain way, even when they're adults, right. it's, you know, we all, we all have needs mm -hmm. in our life and we're, we're going to act a certain way when needs are unmet in our life. So this is such an incredible uh, tool to, to have in your tool belt mm -hmm. to understand people in general, mm -hmm. but this is great for, for teenagers. Well, I just want to wrap this up and conclude by just underscoring something to tie all this together that I think is so vitally important. Again, it's not, it's, it's, it's not that we're labeling kids here, you know, oh, or absolutely. trying to put them in certain categories. As you stated, I think this is really just more of a tool or framework that gives parents maybe a better understanding or maybe a different way of looking at how their kids might be masking certain behaviors mm -hmm. that may not be r consistent with who they really are. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, the only way that a parent can truly understand what really is going on in the mind and the heart and the life of their son or daughter is to spend time with them yes. mm -hmm. at the end That's of the good. day when we're busy and we're distracted and we got we got our own needs we got our own challenges we have our own you know burdens that we're carrying what's easy is parents to get so consumed with work you know the financial pressures uh just the domestic responsibilities when you got multiple kids you know in the household mm -hmm. and you're trying to be at three different places at the same time and you're trying to divide and conquer and one's got gymnastics and the other's got a soccer match on the other side of the city and you know you're just all over the map and so what happens is is that life can quickly pass us by mm -hmm. and 
we can find ourselves being busy, but at the same time, not being present, just being with each other. And that's where I highly encourage, you know, parents to take your, take your kids out individually, you know, whether it's just grabbing a ice cream or, you know, whatever, you know, Chick-fil-A, whatever their favorite spot is, you know, just, just one-on-one, just go and just be with them, mm-hmm. you know, and just enter into the world and try to do everything you can to just be present, be aware and not use that as an opportunity to, to give them more chores to do or more list, you know, of rules to obey, but just give words of life, encouragement, vision, speak into them mm-hmm. because this is a moment where we have an opportunity to give them that something that nobody else mm-hmm apart from God can give them. That's the power Mm -hmm. and the influence that a parent has. That's why I've said many, many times, I'll say it again, that the single most important influence in a person's life, in a child's life specifically, is not their peers, it's their parents. And so what their peers are depleting and taking away from them, parents can Parents can supplement, parents can invest in them, parents can sew back into them to ensure that those emotional tanks that are being depleted because people are poking holes in their emotional tanks at school, their peer groups, everything they're going on, they they can be completely depleted. But moms and dads have a great opportunity to fill those tanks and to make them feel loved, supported, and giving them the attention and really the unconditional love that they all are craving. And so when they feel that and they experience that and they know at the end of the day that mom and mom and dad loves them more than anything, man, that can that can make all the difference in the world. Yes. When the enemy is trying to do everything he can to sabotage their lives. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, if you'd like to know more about the eight different masks that teens wear to hide their unspoken needs, grab a copy of Rodney's revised and updated edition of Why Your Kids Do What They Do. This book is available at major bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, that kind of thing, as well as their website. You can go to thewinningfamily.com, pick up a copy, and if you do so, here's a little little nugget for you. You can get a copy of the study guide for free that goes along with this book. This is a great way for you to apply and really uh, dig into some of the assessments that Ronnie, Rodney has put inside the book. It's good stuff, good stuff, a great tool. You can also text the word KIDS, K-I-D-S, to this number, one 213 Six seven, and you can uh, go about grabbing that, scooping it up for yourself. And hey, would you share this podcast with your friends, with your family? Because I know there are people in your life that need to hear this topic, and you can help them greatly. So subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to have you back next time. And until then, we're all about helping you have a winning family. That's right. That's right. Thanks again for joining us on the Winning Family Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Winning Family. Also, we would love to hear what's on your heart and mind as parents. Send us any questions you would like Rodney and Michelle to answer in the future episodes by sending your questions to the podcast at thewinningfamily.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more helpful resources and content, be sure to go to thewinningfamily.com. 
Until next time, thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of the Winning Family Podcast.